Hello, and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. Right, shall we do our favourite thing to do ever and tear apart Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again? Yeah, but you know, you can't tear this one apart because... It has a hundred percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a hundred. How many <laughs> reviews though? Is it like two reviews? Twenty-three. <laughs> that's still uh, not. That's not many compared to some of the films. You know what? It had lower, lower, less people watched it, but the critics loved it more. And you know, I do actually prefer it to some of the previous seasons, so I can see why. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I think it's like it's probably reached at this point. It probably reached that point where the only people watching it are actually just fans of the show. Because you're not going to dip yeah. in at like series five and something like this. This is where this is where Lost was at hit that at its own series five and series six was like everyone loved it, but only because they've been watching it from the beginning and have bought into it. Whereas yeah. people had either never watched it or had sort of you know decided to stop because it was just going on for so long. <laughs> yeah, I mean to be fair, you probably it probably feels longer for us because we're doing it in such quick succession because <laughs> um, mm. we're like just speeding through the world of Marvel. Mm. I guess in the real world, it would have been like, it's been a year. Where is everyone now? And Yeah, I guess watching it episode, watching Agent Shield episodically, like one episode a week, mm. you wouldn't find it so overwhelming. You'd be able to digest what happens. Because, But if you watch, if you binge watch it, it's just a relentless series of things yes. happening and suddenly happening. You'll go, wait, what? <laughs> so two episodes ago, this was not the case. I think I'm I'm too accustomed to the Netflix pace of, you know what, something's going to happen in episode two and it'll mm. become significant in episode eight. <laughs> yeah, because imagine what would have happened if you tried to watch all of Lost in like a weekend. You'd have no idea what was going on. You wouldn't. And you'd probably get sick of how fundamentally rubbish it actually was. None of it makes any sense. <laughs> I think things it. look, sometimes shows are written to be watched with a week apart so that you can digest the plot and not see how sort of repetitive it is. Yeah. Whereas Agents and Agent Shield is written like that, even in a time when people were binge watching. So when you binge watch it, you're like, this is really repetitive. Like it's the yeah. same rhythm all the way through. I do kind of miss those days where you'd watch one show that like you still kind of get it, I guess, with the BBC and those big shows like oh, Whisper mm. It, Line of Duty or whatever it is. Mm. Where it's like, we have to wait a week. What do we think is going to happen? And that's kind of like the fun of it, isn't it? Like guessing what will happen next. Mm. It's it's a real sign of quality now that if a show is watched weekly by everyone, like everyone tunes in at one time to watch it mm. and then waits a week for the next one, but can't wait until it's all been released to binge watch it. That's that's a sign of a show being like one of the top ones of all time. So Line of Duty has that. I think Walking Dead has that. Game of Thrones had that. Um, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Um, and the LGBT community tunes into RuPaul's Drag Race every week and waits a week <laughs> for the next one. They don't wait for it all to be out. They have to see it so that they avoid spoilers. I think yeah. some fans have dropped by the wayside with that one too, because again, that one's gone on for like a hundred years now. But you know, that was the case, especially at its height a few years ago. Mm. Mm. But they still, I think, I've noticed that like, but this is very off piece where we're going. But some mm. shows now they'll drop it episodically, but they'll also put it all at once on like a platform for you to stream at the same time. I think they did that with normal people, and shows from last year like I May Destroy You and stuff you could just watch it yeah. all or you could watch it weekly yeah the BBC and Channel 4 do that a lot I've seen that yeah. happen yeah, yeah. Really so you have the option as a journalist because you're like but I'm recapping the episodes each week and everyone's watched it already so thanks a lot for that <laughs> <laughs> it ruins your career <laughs> it does <laughs> what do you want us to do um, <laughs> so yeah I guess we need to bear that in mind when we're talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yeah maybe but going back to Ancient Shield, you said you preferred this one to some of the seasons. I did, yeah. I just think it was a bit more, 
I like it when people do something different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they definitely did that. They've gone forwards in space and time, mm. which is very exciting. I kind of like that they got Fitz and Simmons together. Married. And just married, <laughs> you know, sorted that out. You know, we've been waiting a while. But then it did annoy me because they go back to the same old tropes like, oh, Fitz is dead. <laughs> You're like, again, is he dead again? Okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. I'm I'm waiting for a season where they don't like separate them in some way. Like they don't suddenly send Simmons off to another planet or yeah. Fitz to or make Fitz a, a totalitarian dictator or or kill him off or it's a twist like on my honestly, my least favorite TV and film trope where they just get people together and then break them up and then get them together and then break them up. It's like no one ever has um I guess it's more exciting to watch a couple <gasps> will they, won't they? But mm. sometimes I think it would be nice to just have couples who were established. Like when they did The Mummy 2, mm. Rick and Evie were still together and it was fine. <laughs> and they don't have a moment of, we need to divorce while yeah. the world is ending. They just, they're just together the whole time. They're yeah. just happy. Why, does, why is no one ever happy in the world of TV and film? It annoys me. It's a bit lazy. It's sort of an old, old trope that has occurred for years yeah. and years in television, usually in sitcoms, but it, I guess it happens in other things as well, doesn't it? Yeah, um, I feel like it's probably the world feels like it's changing a bit. Like if people break up now in TV shows, it seems to be like it's they've broken up forever now and they move on. Yeah. Or yeah. they get together and they're together. But then like you see certain shows like Sex and the City is coming back and the big thing is like, oh, Big and Carrie aren't together. And I was like, well, that's the plot of everything you've done ever, like the two movies the season yeah. <laughs> why are we why do we bother why do we care? and I think I think sometimes they they overestimate just how much we want a couple to be together like I'm I mean I'm not a big fan of sex in the city myself I never really have been so I'm very indifferent to whether Carrie and Mr Big actually get together mm-hmm. <laughs> um but I guess there's very very occasionally you get couples that you desperately want to be together I think people got really caught up with Ross and Rachel in Friends which you know, we won't go into the toxic tropes that are in that relationship, <laughs> but um, because that will go off on a completely different tangent. But people were, people desperately wanted to. Like when she gets off the plane in the final episode yeah. and turns out you you did kind of go, yeah, yeah, like you were really into it by then. So yeah. um, you know, sometimes it it hits the mark, but I think with Fitz and Simmons, it's reached a point where I'm like, you're you're stronger as a together as like the comic relief. Like just keep your just be together, just be a couple. Like just be happy. We know yeah. it's gonna work out. They've got grandkids and everything now. So mm. <laughs> I, I feel like they're kind of the emotional heart of the show, and it annoys me that they keep doing the same thing every time. Like I I would find it just as fine seeing them be together than constantly. And I think it's lazy in that it's never it's it's not particularly clear why they are breaking apart or whatever. Like there's just it's all very vague. It's just like they just sort of look at each other in a slightly different way. And then you're like, oh, I think they're I think they're on the rocks. Oh, no, they're not on the rocks now because they look at each other in a loving way. Oh, no, they're looking at each other in a hostile way. And, you know, it's it's just not. It's yeah. So, like I said, so repetitive. It's, and this one was so annoying because it's like not only have they got married and he's died, they're going to go get a version of him that hasn't married her. And bring him back. Like, yes, because. <laughs> so then they have to do it all again. Yeah, it do, it doesn't. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought this season, like, because I liked season four because it had that structure to it, because mm. it had the sort of three parts, but they were kind of connected at the same time, and that was that broke up the length of it. And this mm. one has a bit of that, but it loses it completely in the <laughs> in the last like five or six episodes or so. Because the first is it the first eight to ten or so they're in the future. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is different. This is new. This is cool. Like, this is exploring things a bit differently. Then they go back to the present day and it's just back to normality. Like, it's back to total chaos, total <laughs> make it up as you go along. By the by, the last few episodes, I was just like, why is this happening? Like, why is Glenn Talbot crazy and evil suddenly? Why is he going after it? Like, what the hell is Gravitonium? Why is he going after it? <laughs> Why is suddenly Daisy not the destroyer of worlds? Why is it this person now? Where did that come from? Um, I just, I had so many whys that I'm sure were answered in the script, but it was so bad that I just couldn't listen to it. (laughs) 
and Coulson with his like, I'm gonna keep even more secrets this time. <gasps> I'm dying, but I'm not gonna tell Why you is he dying? Secrets. Why is it when did that happen? Well he suddenly um, like about they suddenly reveal that he's dying and I'm like and it wasn't even a big reveal, it was just slowly like, oh by the way, he's dying. I'm like, what? Well that was like the thing, wasn't it? it wasn't his deal with Ghost Rider from last season? It was gonna destroy all the Cree blood in him that was keeping him alive or I don't know, like that. I don't. I don't remember that being explained at any point. You need like a little, like a, like they have the sign language you put in the corner. You need someone in the corner just recalling different bits of plot from the previous seasons for you. They needed to uh, freeze it and be like, yeah. right. So this is what's happening right now. Oh my god, like a nineties kids movie. Yes. <laughs> like a, I've hit pause. Okay, let's discuss quickly what's going on here. Like Empress New Group. They do that in like really sort of comedic films they will they will like break the fourth wall and go very meta and a character will go so obviously this is getting a bit complicated so blah, 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 and actually yeah. it's kind of making fun of complicated plot lines but it also really helps it does help i agree yeah i know I, I get it i i don't know maybe i was just like today i'm in a good mood i i it felt nice i like the beginning i don't think it's a hundred percent no (laughs) it's not quite you know perfection for me I'd maybe put it more in the lower end of the hundreds but yeah it was better than some of the other stuff and I like you know Mm. Melinda May I always enjoy Melinda May on screen I I do enjoy Melinda May but she was entirely underused she's always underused no, but in the previous season, she was like really, really, really used. Like she was in a coma for a long time and they really developed how she tackled that. And and then in a season before that, there was like her husband, her ex-husband involved and that sort of thing. Yeah, I guess so. I don't think that they thought there was going to be another season after this. After this, after this particular season? Yeah, because I mean, their final episode was called The End. And uh. um, <laughs> I think it got renewed after that episode had been filmed so I feel like in my head this was going to be their wrap-up season ah okay so they had to suddenly rewrite it because the last the last as it got closer and closer to the finale it did feel more and more chaotic like Mm. more and more like just just things are happening (laughs) yeah um and like General Hale like these people in the dark she was talking to I didn't get who they were I got that some of them were Cree some of them weren't I'm like where are they come from why did they what what are they doing with this and you just got a almost like you know when you um you start staring at something and you you aren't looking at it mm. you you're just sort of looking into the mid distance you just I think yeah that's what you need to do with your brain in this show just like <laughs> not just, think about it too much just ride the wave yeah yeah like like at the end when Coulson and May go to Tahiti I was like so he surely that would be a bad memory for him he doesn't want to go back to Tahiti like not obviously yes. it's, a different, it's not the actual Tahiti that he went to before but mm. he wants to go to real Tahiti now and I'm like but that seems like a silly why don't you go somewhere else and make a new memory yeah I don't yeah I think and, it just looks very like you say if you switch your brain if you switch half your brain off it feels very romantic because it just connects up to something that was before yeah. but don't think about the ins and outs of it too much <laughs> yeah just loose brain that's what you need Keep it loose. Keep it easy. There, there's um, a storyline in Dallas where at the beginning, the 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 youngest member of the family, Lucy, is having an affair with the ranch hand, uh, Ray. Mm. About two seasons in, it's revealed as part of like a plot line and a twist that Ray is actually um, a member of the family and oh, makes, no. makes him her uncle. But no. they never, ever, the writers never deal with the fact that they had an affair ever they just they just write it in as as it happens and then they everything just carries on and even the <laughs> cast members later were like yeah we just sort of pushed that one under the rug that <laughs> was a little bit <laughs> it's that kind of thing where if you switch off half your brain you could be like you could just go along with it and be like okay there was no incest here <laughs> they do that in star wars because um in the third movie of the original movies layers like <gasps> He's well. He looks like I'm. You're my sister. She's like, oh, I always knew. And I'm like, well, you didn't because you snogged him in yeah. the film. So if you knew, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But confront absolutely. this head on. <laughs> but again, switch half your brain off. It doesn't it's matter. Not. 
it doesn't matter. Just let these things wash over you and be like, oh, yeah, it makes sense, I guess. It's There's also the old, I know Rogue One solved this issue, but the old thing of like, why has the Death Star got this one little like opening in it where if you shoot into it, it destroys the entire thing? <laughs> but obviously <laughs> Rogue One answered that question. So Rogue One also, I, I looked at this meme the other day and I, it blew my mind because I hadn't thought about it before. Like at the end of Rogue One, you see, you know, layers plane like going oh we've got the plans and escaping mm. and then obviously like a few minutes later in the next movie Darth Vader comes aboard she's like we're just you know we're just ambassadors to Alderaan like, <laughs> yes. how ballsy are you he just saw you <laughs> <laughs> just yeah saw we're you. not involved <laughs> um which I hadn't really thought about so again it's like oh there's a little plot holder but that's <laughs> It's fine. I forgive certain things they're plot holes. Yeah, George matter. Lucas will do what he always does and goes back and re-edits and re-releases them. So yeah, we know. it's been months and the ship changed colour and also shut up. <laughs> I'm rich, so be quiet. <laughs> quiet you. <laughs> um yeah, so that that's kind of my thoughts. I feel like you kind of have to take it as a weird comfort blanket TV show rather than like a any other kind of TV show. Absolutely. And I guess that's probably what made it so popular is that at this point, it's pretty much the only one that's like that because all the others are like the really heavy Netflix stuff. And even the other Disney Disney one runaways, which was going at this point, that's still quite heavy in a way like it's not it's not superficial in the slightest. It's quite it's 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 quite well plotted. And, you know, it's it's quite sometimes quite dark as well yeah. so I guess I guess this is and, and the films were getting pretty dark so we, you know we're post infinity war now mm. um so um I guess people were enjoying the light relief <laughs> yeah very true I, I doesn't tie into infinity war as much as you think it would as well does it it's sort of like I didn't think it tied in at all I no, didn't get I mean, it they meant they nodded it they're like oh yes um you know Talbot you know if you mm. tap into your powers then you could maybe sell fan off so I'm like well he obviously can't <laughs> why are we even trying this yeah if that all of the Avengers can't plus all the new Avengers that they've made friends with then this guy's not going to have a chance wouldn't it wouldn't it have been a really cool like end of season cliffhanger if like half of them disappear just like the others do yes. when Thanos kicks his feet like that would have been really intense yeah and giving off fits they could have just had him go if they wanted to and Exactly, yeah. Because you can you can work under the assumption that if people are watching Agents of Shield, they are watching the films because you start with the films, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not vice versa. People aren't people aren't watching Agents of Shield having not watched the films, so you can easily. But then I guess maybe the the difficulty is that those last few episodes were being released pretty much in the weeks after Infinity War was in the cinemas. Mm. Um, so there's the chances that people would watch those episodes having not seen Infinity War quite yet. True, very true. I just think it's weird because obviously we saw so many, we saw the impact of the snap or mm. the decimation in that so many of the movie characters disappeared. It feels weird that this entire team would mm. would survive unscathed. They're all like, hey, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense at all. Like, Get, yeah get rid of like pick out the boring ones and get rid of them <laughs> yeah, or if you really have to like snap them and then do like flashbacks so they can still like, obviously it's probably a problem because you want these people to be on contract mm. so you could still have them in the next season through flashbacks and remember when Simmons was in it and she was a an imaginary figment of Fitz's brain or what they could do is like people disappear maybe in the cliffhanger of in like the end of the very final episode and in the first episode of season six they're all I don't know they're I don't know like somehow got back I don't know you can just make stuff up in science fiction can't you you can do what you want yeah like you did yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> there's all sorts of possibilities but yeah, they didn't um maybe they were trying to distance because they didn't want to give away spoilers to Infinity War which makes yeah, sense probably. I guess because then you'd watch it and be like wait what do, do lots of people die in Infinity War like you didn't you don't want to go into Infinity War knowing that um, no and also I guess um filming wise it would have been another potential way of leaking spoilers for the the movie because mm. you'd be like why are these people just fading away you know yeah you'd... yeah and i guess they like any it, it could potentially get connected up to spoilers for endgame whatever mm. that might happen happens in endgame so never mind <laughs> no no, no. Uh, so um yeah i guess it is a tricky one but they could have like you say they could have acknowledged it more 
They could have yeah. maybe they could have seen the spaceships that like attack Earth or something. I don't know. They could just yeah, just something. A little something. Or they could have been watching the news, you know? I'm sure. Like when the Winter Soldier comes out, there's one episode where they're like, <gasps> like Hydra's attacking S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh no. And they, the episode ends. And in the next episode starts to go, phew, thank God that's over. <laughs> and in between <laughs> all the events of Winter Soldier have happened, which I quite like. I quite like that they were like, good thing that's over. Back on with the plot. <laughs> no, see, that's exactly it. That's the kind of thing you want. And I know obviously it's a more of a, in, like I say, a big lasting impact snapping people away because... Mm. They're gone now. They did. But yeah, um yeah. you could do flashback. I don't know. I, I feel like that's what Agent Shield has needed since like season two or three is to actually get rid of a couple of characters. To give um, it some sort of sense of jeopardy. Yeah, the, and like all throughout, I'm like, well, they're gonna survive because they always bloody survive. They don't, you never write these characters out. Yeah, as you it's as if you think that we're really engaged with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they've hinted that Coulson is out so I get well I don't know you don't know bait. do you they, <laughs> did they did that bait and switch at the end where they were like oh whose gravestone is this oh no and then it's like oh it's it's not even for anyone who's actually dead yet apparently but, but whatever death he had his death has been a long time coming like he does he's not a good leader as we've established and he technically died ages ago yeah exactly <laughs> he died before the season <laughs> series even started He's been living a borrowed time. He is. Let's do some plot. Let's go. Let's like whiz through this plot here. Um, yes. I have so. very few notes because there's so much filler in this. There um, is a lot of filler. You could probably do it in bullet points, I imagine. Mm, they are very much bullet points. But anyway, at the end of season four, we saw that the whole team, except Fitz, was sent forward in time. Um, separation again. <laughs> separated again. Why are they taken there? I'm not still not quite sure. Why is Fitz not taken there while they go? I'm still not quite sure either. <laughs> it does again switch off half the brain. It doesn't matter. Maybe it's nice. Maybe it's like a brain exercise because it's like, oh, you have to figure that out. It could be any fucking reason though. It's science fiction. You could just be like, yeah, dragons. They don't like Scottish accents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, saying like that. Poor Fitz. They find themselves on a space station. And Earth has been destroyed and humanity is now being ruled over by Cree colonists led by a really bad Cree man called Cassius. Mm. And he has very dangerous balls. <laughs> no, he doesn't. His, his sidekick has very dangerous balls. I love that. <laughs> They're little stress balls that you move around in your hand, aren't they? They are. Yeah. But I you can kill people with them. Love that Simmons is a, is a, creep servant now that was probably the one bit of the season that i thought was like really really good was yeah. the bit where she got that he took control of her by putting like something inside her ear so she can't hear anything that was really sinister i thought yeah. um and also poor simmons again she's the victim she's the daphne of this isn't she <laughs> oh my god she is she's daphne you're so right she is absolutely daphne um and we also get introduced to uh, Deke, who is a human um, and also wants to bring down the Kree. And he eventually becomes a new member of the team. I feel like he was sort of just a, a replacement for Hunter from earlier seasons because he's got that kind of like, I'm good looking, but I'm goofy at the same time. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> good looking, um, but goofy. That's a good uh, like character. I said, Cassius also has a sexy, evil female sidekick who can do sexy evil things like swings her hips from side to side and fights with martial arts and stuff. Yeah. Did you think Deke reminded you of of um Peter Quill a little bit? Yeah, I guess so. It didn't remind me, but I see what you mean. Like a budget um, friendly version. Yeah, and you know, not afraid to be funny as well. Yeah. Um and you know, not afraid to be a bit scared and panicky sometimes. It was quite yeah. fun. Yeah. That was the vibe I got anyway. I was like, I think oh, it's a little. It was good to have that in there when everyone else is basically on autopilot now. Yeah. Um, but I did, I mean, I say May was underused. I did like that they make her a bit more human. Like she looks more fearful of things. Um, mm. 
which is sort of, I guess, a testament to how her characters developed to become a bit more cute. Because at the start, she was she just sit in the cockpit and drive at all times, didn't she? And just said like snarky things. Yeah, well, that was her vibe then. Now mm. she's changed, which is good. Growth. She's changed through adventures and trauma. <laughs> yes, and lies. And lies, yeah. Um, Fitz eventually manages to join them. He teams up with Hunter, who comes back for a bit, and an alien called Enoch. And and also with that little girl, Robin, who can see the future. Um, and he goes into cryogenic status for 70 odd years and then wakes up in the future. So he's been there all along. Very fortunate that his cryogenic stasis capsule was not destroyed when Earth was destroyed, wouldn't you say? Yes, it was a risky little game they played there, wasn't it? So It was a bit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also that he it only lasted as long as when they got sent to, you know? I think because Enoch, the alien, knew how far in the future they were. So he was like, ah, 74 years and three months and two or something like that, I think. Mm -hmm. That's the impression I got. But, you know, who knows? It could be dragons. It was lucky. Very lucky. Vampires. It was a vampire did it. (laughs) Um, After several repetitive fight scenes and stuff, the team managed to kill Cassius and they use a white monolith to get back to their own time. But they've also discovered that it is uh, Daisy or Quake who is destined to be the destroyer of worlds. So she's destined to be the one to destroy Earth with her powers. (laughs) Yes. Poor Daisy. Her name is constantly changing, isn't it? Sorry? Her name is constantly changing as poor Daisy. I do. (laughs) Poor Daisy, yeah. What was she to begin with? Sky. She was yeah. Sky, wasn't she? Sky yeah. and Daisy, Quake, Destroyer of Worlds. She doesn't know whether she's coming or going at this point. You could say something interesting about like your changing identity and your name or that or something like that. But then this, you know, it's, I don't think they use it in that way. I think they just say these things because it sounds impressive. <laughs> um, we get introduced now to General Hale and her daughter, Ruby Hale. Hale is a Hydra soldier and she has trained up Ruby um, much similar to those uh, to people like Black Widow and that got trained up to be like super, super good fighters. Mm. Um, I did think here um, that there's a lot of female villains who are well, there's three female villains essentially in this. Two of them are like super, super sexualized and Mm. one is like super butch and army. Yeah. Which I feel like there's a bit of bit of sexism going on there maybe I'm being too woke now but I feel like too woke I love it um no I mean well we've I mean this show has never really given us many different examples of womanhood they've always been very mm. attractive and sexy That's or it, very... they... uh, have you seen that TikTok where it's like the woman like how women are written in sci-fis and she's like I can't be nice because I'm a scientist okay I can't be both and I, the only reason I'm a scientist is because my dad was a scientist otherwise how would I have got this job and why would I care about science and so on yeah 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 exactly and uh, I remember there was an episode of the x-files where Scully said identified like an an aircraft like perfectly she was like oh it's that kind of aircraft and Mulder looks at her weirdly and she goes my brothers really liked aircraft so I got it from them and I was like why do you have to get it from your brothers why can't you just be interested in aircrafts (laughs) You're interested in everything else, Scully. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I think, You're a bloody scientist. <laughs> You're literally sciencing. Um, she, yeah, I think women in this genre mm. are sadly, they tend, I don't want to say it's always men writing sci-fi, but I guess their largest audience, or they assume the largest audience is male audience in the end. Yeah, but I think it just felt, the female villains in this felt very lazy because you start off with Cassius's sidekick and she's, you know, dressed in a skin tight bodysuit, and she does. And whenever she enters, there's some kind of music that's like, like that. Like it, there's a sort of, and I, I, there's a real sort of like code there that's saying she's so sexual, she must be evil. Where yeah. like, because because the uh, the female members of Shield are like they're good, but they are attractive, but they're not like in you know tight bodysuits and they're not swinging their hips all the time it's the madonna hall complex isn't it so they're like beautiful but innocent looking characters mm. they're very girl next door yeah um whereas when you're sexy look at poor megan fox for example yeah. you were you were cast as the villain then 
you can't be sexy and good. Exactly. And then the other female villains, General Hale, who is, you know, she's older and, and a woman in the army. And this, and because she's got a, that authority, then that gets presented as villainous. And yeah, I don't know. I just felt there was a real sort of laziness to the um, supporting female characters here. Um, another reason yeah. to not like the show very much. <laughs> I, just, I think it's always been like that, though, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's the. It's also. I really noticed it because they had Cassius's sidekick, who's the super sexy one, and then when she gets killed and they go back to the present day, she then gets replaced by Ruby, who's basically the exactly the same mm-hmm. thing. Like she's super sexy and fights a lot and is just like just too sexy for this world. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> yes, that is a crime that us women have to face. Mm. <laughs> That's why we uh, we dress down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't be too sexy, but also don't be too ugly. Yeah, or well, fat. That's the message I'm getting here. <laughs> or old. You're not allowed to or, age. Yeah. Don't don't or... be too young. Don't 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 be too sexualized. And also, yeah, don't don't be too old and too don't be too butch. Don't be too yeah. It's all of that. So you got to fit this perfect mold. There's this isn't there that great line in Kimmy Schmidt where uh, Jacqueline's like, "Remember what your ex-wife did." She got older than 40. I would never do that to you. <laughs> so, true. yeah, it's true for every woman on TV, I swear. It's very true. Um, but Ruby is a bit obsessed with Daisy, or Quake, as she knows her as, but also wants to take her place as a destroyer of worlds. She wants to be the destroyer of worlds. Why? <laughs> Dunno. It just sounds so much fun, doesn't it? Like, oh, that sounds better than just being Ruby. But why does Ruby want to destroy the world? Like, I don't feel like this was explained. It was like she just wanted to replace da- Daisy as Quake, even though she had no powers. And, yeah. but I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't get it. I, Again, yeah. just loosen your eye and look into the middle distance and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should have just got drunk and watched this. You love things when you watch them drunk. I know, it's the only reason I like The Dark World, wasn't it? (laughs) This is what all the critics did. They were 100%, 100%. (laughs) I love it. Um, She also cuts off Yo-Yo's hands. Yo-Yo handles this very well. (laughs) Was the handles an intentional pun? She's... Oh, no, I did. That was not intentional, but well done me. (laughs) I was like, Um, Yeah. So Ruby tries to become the destroyer by absorbing gravitonium, which is a grey substance of some kind. Um, but she and it gives you powers, but she can't control it. She goes a bit mad, and then Yo-Yo kills her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, out of vengeance for cutting off her arms, uh, presumably. But enter Glenn Talbot, who we've seen before. He's gone a bit crazy. Why? <laughs> Don't know. He absorbs, he decides, <laughs> yeah, drugs. He absorbs the gravitonium and becomes super powerful. Why does he absorb the gravitonium? I don't know. He just decides to get in that no, pod and does it. They, they do it, they do it because they think he would be able to save the world from Thanos. Oh, why him though? Well, I don't know, but that's what they come up with. That's what I said to you before. It's like all these Avengers can't do it. Why is he thinking he can do it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, he's also super evil. <laughs> I don't know why. He is now. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I think, you know, there's no point questioning it too deeply. I think this is where I I, I was looking at my phone part of the time whilst these episodes were on in the background. <laughs> I think he was brainwashed, but I can't remember why or by who. He was, yeah, he was imprisoned in some way or in a, put in a coma or something, but could be any number of reasons. Again, vampires, elves, <laughs> wizards, could be any of those. Yeah, I mean, fine. I, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a bit like we're here now. I'm not going to go back and rewatch any of these episodes. So we're at, this is where we are now. This is what's happening. Um, <laughs> he's going after various gravitonium reserves. Um, I presume to become either more powerful so that he can, like you say, defeat Thanos. Um, uh, Daisy realizes that in, if he does this, that will make him the destroyer of worlds. So she um, this goes after him to defeat him. And she manages to do this by injecting herself with the centipede serum. 
I can't yeah. quite remember what the centipede serum is, but I remember it was something from an earlier season. So again, <laughs> we're here now. Yeah, <laughs> this is where we are. I thought it was a hydra thing. Probably. I can't remember either. No, it's it's what there. They have it. But they have a moment where they, they have to decide how to use it because the centipede serum can either stop Glenn Talbot from destroying Earth or it can um, make keep Coulson alive because Coulson is dying. But he's the like, one who gave her the serum. He hid it in her gauntlets. He hid it. He did. Yes. I didn't feel like this was a very difficult decision to make. I was like, either you save Coulson, who constantly withholds information from you, or you save the world. Yeah, but he's meant to be like... I don't know, her Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Yeah, but you know? he ain't no Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, I know, but that's like the vibe they're going for. Like he's the one who gives her that speech in this. Um, oh my God, what does he say? I made a note. And I, I guess he's the guide. He's the, you know, use the force, Luke kind of person, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You are the true leader. I want you to take over. Where's the little speech he... There we go. I found it. Find the strength in your heart to appeal to his good nature. And if you can't, find the strength in your arms to beat his ass senseless. I quite like that, actually. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> it's very clear, very concise. Good instructions. I'm like, okay, so I know what to do. I've got a plan A and I've got a plan B. Thank you very much, Coulson. It sounds like a sort of self-help book that's a bit more blunt. In, yes. it's in what it's telling you to do in your life. <laughs> but there's, um, there's annoying self-help books that are like, uh, how... Find your doing? inner tree, find your inner seed, and no, find your inner water and grow it, yeah. Like, how to stop everyone being fucking annoying. Those ones with the swear words on the cover. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And you go, oh, that appeals to me because I swear. Yes, I'm, I'm edgy. This isn't, like, normal self-help. Yeah, I'm not pretentious at all. I'm going to buy this. Yeah, and read it pointedly in front of people I don't like. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I feel like I've been put down in life, so I'm <laughs> going to read this book saying how to not give a fuck, yeah. Yeah, that's the book, thank you. I was like, what's it called? I knew it had fuck in the title. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Fitz, uh, oh, so they, yeah, without the centipede serum, Coulson will die. So him and May go off to Tahiti together, and they also kiss, finally, um, yeah. which... I guess that was coming, but I didn't feel much for it. I didn't really um, ever get that they had a vibe, you know? I, it caught me by surprise. I felt like they were just colleagues, friends or something. I, yeah, I feel like I she could do, do better. It would be like, if you and I kissed them, everyone would be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, in the final episode of this podcast, who knows? Who knows <laughs> what might happen? We'll both go against type. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fitz? Um, also gets killed by some rubble. Uh, but Simmons is fine with this because she can go find present day Fitz, who presumably is still in cryogenic stasis. <gasps> That's how I feel about that. <laughs> but then if she takes him out of cryogenic stasis, he then doesn't go to the future to help them get away from the Cree. No? I know. I know. This is the problem with time travel stuff. It yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. Because at some point he'd have to go back into cryogenic stasis anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll work that into series six. I don't know. We haven't got there yet. When you start doing time travel, you open yourself up to a whole world trouble. You really do. Yeah, that's the plot. That was the quickest plot ever. That is spread over 22 episodes. (laughs) In the midst of this, you get lots of fighting, lots of very lengthy scenes where they're just saying things um a cute little wedding there's a cute little wedding um there's a relationship between mac and yo-yo which is not nearly as interesting as i thought it would be um (laughs) i liked her wedding dress yeah yeah that was nice and they had like nice little words you know they had words yeah their their little wedding vows i like that that was cute I can't remember them. <laughs> I just thought, you know, if you were a super fan, that would probably have blown your mind, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess it, yeah. But um, I can't think of an example for you that would you would relate to, because I don't know if you ever shipped anyone, but I imagine for people who've been shipping them for a while, it's a big deal. Mm. Have you ever shipped anyone? No, not that I know of. 
<laughs> Unintentional. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's Angels of Shield season five. Thankfully, the last one with 22 episodes in. Yes, but not the last one. But not the last one, no, significantly. Uh, the next day are two more seasons of 13 episodes each. Yes. Um, be... That was a ride, wasn't it? How that was a you... ride. <laughs> what, what, what are you giving it out of five? Oh. I guess you can get a point for like occasional bits where I was interested. Like when Simmons got controlled by Cassius, I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool. But it just doesn't keep up that creativity. It doesn't, it doesn't think, hang on, let's change things up. Like we said, in Infinity War... The writers were like, let's kill off half of them. Um, in this, they're just, they just, they're so scared to do anything like that. Anything, they can't yeah. even kill off one of them, let alone know, half of them. Yeah, they do need to, not to be horrible, but it is probably time for someone, like, because it's always like the new characters who die, isn't it? It's like, oh, here's a mm. new member of the team, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they oh, last what? a few episodes and then they're just they're just cannon fodder. And yeah. I think, and I'm sort of like bringing back Glenn Talbot is not the big reveal or twist that you think it is. It's no. kind of like, oh, what, what what was he again? He was that general guy, wasn't he? Or and he was a bit pompous or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's an it's an awkward one. I I don't know. I preferred it to some of the other seasons, like I say, but I still wouldn't give it no huge kudos for being amazing that like, is not my favorite thing to watch i only really watch it because you you're making me so well yeah that's it i'm i'm forcing myself to do it because i i signed the contract for this i made a vow <laughs> you did a solemn vow i did a you solemn vow i put I, I even pricked my finger and put blood onto the contract so oh man you've mm. got no chance you can't get out of this if i if i don't watch it i'll disintegrate Ooh, just like the snap yeah, exactly. That's it. It's yeah. Is I'm it harder? Tired. Maybe you were feeling a bit more disappointed with it than normal because you just had Infinity War. Yeah, that's that's what we said in the previous episode. Is that we're going from the height of Marvel to the the trough of Marvel. <laughs> it's going to be the same for everything, really. Like apart from movies, wise, because you you don't mm. want these long stretches between Endgame and Infinity War, really, do you? No, I guess not. But I'm going to have to deal with it, and I am strong, so I will. You are, do it. You are very strong. That's I'm what we said on this podcast. <laughs> Quietly, in between the lines that we're actually saying out loud. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we do more of a fun quiz? What do you mean, more of a fun quiz? So my rather... normal quizzes are fun, aren't they? <laughs> Your normal quiz. I mean, like, I didn't mean it in that way at all. <laughs> I meant like I meant like fun after talking about Agents of Shield and how. Oh yeah, how much you, you you're like providing it. the quiz today, aren't you? I am providing the quiz today. So um, it this this is not an informative quiz like your very fun informative quizzes. This is because we can we we're struggling now to find new interesting facts now that we got so far through Agents of Shield. So on BuzzFeed we have a quiz that says which Infinity Stone matches your personality. Oh and I'm going to do this on you first, then I'll do it on myself. How exciting. Let's do it. So there's not many questions, which is good. They're going to be like those, um, those Hogwarts houses questions where it's like, which one are you most like cunning, kind? Yeah. <laughs> no, so I did. I, I was looking on some quizzes and there was one that which Avenger are, are you? And it was like, which weapon would you choose? A shield, a suit, <laughs> a webs, a, <laughs> a hammer. And I'm like, that's not that's not clever at all. That's ridiculous. No. I, when I whenever I make personality quizzes for work, I spend ages thinking about them. Like that one I did mm. where it was like, "What kind of cheese are you?" I don't want to tell you how many <laughs> how long it took me to make it, but it was all very deep. I felt rather than it's, just it makes it much more interesting and surprising. Because if you're like, "Yes, I like a hammer. I'd like to live in Asgard," and uh, my favorite uh, school subject was Norse mythology. Then, and, and, you get, and you get, and you get, yeah, <laughs> and you get given yeah. Thor, and you're like, oh, I'm Thor. I never saw that coming. I but... can't believe it. Yeah, the Hogwarts houses is like, do you like yellow, green, red, or blue? It's like, oh, really? Would you like really? to be a lion, a badger, a snake, or a raven? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and they'll throw in the odd one where like which is going to be your favorite subject is it potions mm. or defense against the dark arts or it's so annoying <laughs> it's so annoying <laughs> this is this is this is an easy quiz uh but it's a bit more of a there's a bit more variety to it a bit more sort of fun to it if you see what okay. I mean. well, so, be um the first one is choose an avenger and these are the options your options are captain america black mm. widow iron man Spider-Man, Thor, Hulk, War Machine, Falcon, or Scarlet Witch? Scarlet Witch. Right. Which superpower would best serve you? Time travel. So this is where it's a bit less subtle. Time travel, (laughs) mind reading, teleportation, flight, invisibility, or immortality? Um, Teleportation, because I'm not evil, (laughs) which all of the others are. (laughs) Invisibility is not that bad. Depends how you use it. Pretty evil. It gives you potential to do some pretty shady stuff. All right, I'm going with teleportation. Okay, choose a weapon. Thor's hammer, <laughs> the Dora Milaje spear. Did I say that right? Dora Milaje, is it that? I mean, the spear that Okoye has. Yeah, that, that sounds good. Um, Star Lord's quad blaster, Ooh. Captain America's shield, Hawkeye's bow and arrow, or Black Widow's bite. Sorry, her what? Her bite. Her bite. I think it's a glove she wears. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like just her jaws. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson biting people. Yeah. Yeah. I want the shield. The shield. Okay. Shield. It's a defensive. What, what do you desire the most? Mm. Happiness, strength, wealth, love, wisdom, or peace? Happiness. If you could live anywhere in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where would you live? Wakanda. Tony Stark's mansion, the New York Sanctum from Doctor Strange, Uh Asgard, Ego, or Nowhere? Asgard. As Nowhere as in K-N-O-W, Asgard, okay, Asgard. Yeah, I figured it wasn't going to just be, or Nowhere. Nowhere at all. (laughs) (laughs) You like to be just not alive. (laughs) Um, You need a job. Where do you sign up to work? Stark Industries, Mm. S.H.I.E.L.D., Mm. the United States Armed Forces, Masters of the Mystic Arts, Hydra or Strategic Scientific Reserve? God, they all don't. They, none of them really appeal to me on a on a high level. Um, can you imagine if I was just like Hydra? Uh, <laughs> yeah, who picks Hydra? <laughs> if, you, if you click Hydra, then please come round. Yeah, like, oh yeah, so you're an awful human being. <laughs> what do I? Why do I want to work? I guess uh, the magic. Masters of the Mystic Arts. Yeah, that, that sounds this is the most fun. fun. Yeah. 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 And I, if I'm Scarlet Witch, then that'd be good. Okay. Which guardian of the galaxy would you trust to save you in a pinch? Star Lord, Groot, Gamora, Rocket, Drax, or none of them? Gamora. Absolutely. Yeah, she's the capable one. I don't want anyone else coming up. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of weather? Humid, rain, snow, hot, dry, or mild? Snow. Oh, snow. Interesting. I love snow. Who is um, humid? I don't know. Some people like it. Weird people. Like yeah, maybe but, amphibious people, but no normal humans would want that, would they? <laughs> like um, like toad people would like it. Yeah, you know? toad people. Yeah. yeah. Half frog. Exactly. Choose a Marvel movie to watch tonight. Infinity mm. War, Black Panther, Ragnarok, Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy, or Doctor Strange? Ragnarok. You have the soul stone. Because I'm a beautiful soul. <laughs> you love deeply and have a strong inner connection to the global consciousness. I do. That is me. <laughs> right. Shall we retake it for me? Yes. Okay. So choose an Avenger. What would you choose for me? Well, I can't choose for you. Obviously, Captain America is your favourite. So I'm sure <laughs> you haven't gone there immediately. Um you love Iron Man, don't you? I do like Iron Man. But I'm um, going to go. I mean, it doesn't give any, it doesn't say choose an Avenger to be or choose an Avenger to be with. I'm going to go with Black Widow. Be with. I, I read it. Well, I don't know. I read it as B because I, that's why I went for Scarlet Witch. Because I was like, she's, you know. She, she's a safe one to be around, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which superpower would serve me best? Ooh. I'm going to go with Flight. Because I quite um, like the idea of flying. Do you not think your arms would get tired? Well, you know, I'm I'm assuming you fly just by sort of floating, not by flapping your arms. 
I mean, you can't assume anything. You might be a chicken. <laughs> this is why you got to think about these things. <laughs> um, okay, choose a weapon. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the hammer. Because mm-hmm. it probably requires the least amount of skill. But you do need to be a really noble person to lift it. I am noble. <laughs> That's not what a noble person would say in response to that. What do I desire the most? Mm. Mm. Peace. Peace. It's not short for pizza. No, a piece of pizza. (laughs) Um, Where do I want to live? I'm going to go with Tony Stark's mansion. I'm materialistic in that way. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I just figured it's a, a sitting duck for all those, you know. Well, I, you know, I, I'm not, this is living in the real world, not in the MCU. Oh, okay. You've changed that. <laughs> where am I going to work? I'm going to go with Masters of the Mystic Arts as well. I don't want to work anywhere else. Not Hydra, you sure? Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to go with Gamora as well. She's the smartest. Imagine if I, the quiz is all pointless. It's just based on which in which of the guardians you pick, and because it's Gamora, it's the Soul Stone. It's always the Soul Stone, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If I get the Soul Stone, and that will confirm it. I'll be um, like, let's write to Buzzfeed. Yeah. Favorite kind of weather? I like hot weather. Mm. Um, a Marvel movie to watch tonight? Probably Black Panther is one I'd watch again and again. Mm. Ooh. I, I got reality stone. What it just it it, it, all it says is you can change your own reality with ease. <laughs> but mine said I love deeply and I have a good global conscience. You get you got a proper commentary about your personality. I just got this is what the reality stone does. Well, maybe it is assuming you can do that too. Because maybe it, yeah, I can I can change my own reality so I can make changes in my life, or yeah. I'm delusional. I mean, <laughs> the options there. <laughs> but you won. That was good. I enjoyed that. We should do that. Was that was good fun. fun. Yeah, maybe maybe if you there are other TV series where you're struggling to make a quiz, we'll just do one of those. Yeah, well, you did for Luke Cage. That's good fun. Yeah, which it, our next one is Luke Cage, I believe. Let me double check that. We could find a Luke Cage themed quiz. Maybe oh, there is a Luke an Cage. Agents of thing. Shield themed one. Which agent? Which agent of Shield are you? <gasps> Okay. Oh, I'm going to track it down. There'll be yes. one, and it'll just be like, "Do you like to um keep secrets from everyone all the time?" You're Coulson. Yes, we are going to Luke Cage season two, the first of the Netflix series to end, as dun, it turns dun, out. Dun. That's sad, though, isn't it? It is sad. Yeah. Um, but we will deal with that sadness, and we will comfort each other in our next episode. Why? Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you sound. You do want to comfort me, don't you? I, yeah, it's hard over Zoom, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Well, but you know, Zoom, we live... You might be able to meet in person, so... We live in hard times. Bloody pandemics. <laughs> You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Virgin. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Virgin. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune in to the next fact-filled episode.